What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Martin, with another episode of Intuitive Minds Podcast. And today's guest, we have another legend, and we've had legends for the past few episodes. And today's legend, we have celebrity hairstylist and founder of Lucid Bliss, Tiffany Mack. How are you, Tiffany? <laughs> wow, I'm great. You call me a legend. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was looking over your resume, and I was like, wait a minute, she's, she's, she's getting up there. So I like to give the flowers early on, you know? Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. You're speaking into existence. I received that. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. You have to speak into existence, especially in the industry that we're in. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. Yep. So how, how's your morning going? Oh, my gosh. It's going. I have a 15-year-old son, so mm-hmm. his school just legit called me two minutes before you called me. But look, I'm here. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's, it's going to get that way. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's it's not even noon yet, so people are still trying to gather their thoughts and everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> on, mid, on midweek as well, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. And it's cold, and it's all of that, all of that at once. Yep, yep. Now, who is uh, Tiffany Mack and everything? Break that down. Give us your start and everything. Where'd you grow up and everything? Oh, so Tiffany Mack is first, I am a wife. I am a child of God. I am a mother of three. I grew up in um, Essex County, New Jersey. And I say Essex County because we legit grew up all across Essex County, East Mm -hmm. Orange, Irvington, North. So, um, yeah, I grew up around... In Essex County, uh, I am a daughter to a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a very strong-willed person. I am loving. I am someone who, if I, I'm a person of my word. Mm-hmm. I am a celebrity hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a brand owner, Lucid Bliss. Um, yeah, I'm a. A daughter, a friend. Yeah, I'm just all around a person who tries to be a great person. Mm-hmm. You're Tiffany Mack, pretty much. That's me. That's me. <laughs> so you mentioned Essex County and everything. So yeah, and what are your inspirations, everything growing up? What did you like music wise or movies or people and everything like in Jersey, especially growing up in Jersey? Um, I'm an 80s baby. So for me. I watched a lot of the Cosby's. That was like uh, my wife and kids um, in the 90s. Those were like my <laughs> inspiration shows. Family shows were like a lot of my inspiration because it was definitely something different from what I've seen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but it was something that I definitely aspired to uh, to be like, um, you know, definitely the Cosby show, hands down. Mm-hmm. And Martin, because I love laughing. Um but yeah, I would have to say those shows, like those are the shows that we played all the time. Mm-hmm. We recorded them. Mm-hmm. We got them on DVD to continue to watch them. Like those key shows right there. My wife and kids and the Cosby's and Martin, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, I'm actually good friends with Parker McKenna. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's actually, yeah, she's so wow. when, I, when I first met her, I was like. This the nostalgia kicked in. I was like, I know you as a little girl. Yes. And it's like, here I am looking at you change outfits because I do photography. So she was like oh, changing okay. outfits and everything. And it was for Cliche magazine when I used to work uh-huh. for them. Oh, it, okay. And then nostalgia kicked in. And I was like, and then every time now, every time I watch the show, it's like it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, I recently, I just two days ago, I just started watching it with my seven-year-old. 
Mm-hmm. It's I was like, you need show. to watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then you mentioned Martin. You know, Martin is another classic, you know. Yes. You know, oh, Romaine from the fifth floor, you know. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I can watch that. That's something that I could never get tired of watching. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. Classic show. It's just everything mm-hmm. about it is like. Yeah, like if if you especially if you have the if you have that uh, group of friends that are like joking with you all day long and frying yes. you and like making fun of yes. you, like, that's what I get out of got out of Martin. It's like the frying. It's like look here, horse Pam, and it was just like yeah, it's like get out of my house. And yeah, it was just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it was you know, and then it, it's just crazy. Like I love that it, every time it comes on, it's like. Leave it. I'm glued. Yes. Glued, yeah. I'm glued. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when they have the marathons. That's the best. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I and, love that show. Mm-hmm. And then they follow up with like another classic. Like I, I think they did it one. I think uh, one did it. Channel one or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. They did uh, Owen. I think it's Owen or one. One of those. Where I think they it was did one. One where they did Martin for like six, mm-hmm. seven hours. And then they followed it up with a different world. Yep. I, I watched like, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like it's there. It's like you don't want to, yes. you know, it's good background noise, good laughter, good ever, and nostalgia. Yes. Not to mention the nostalgia. Yeah, and like you can watch it with the kids. You don't have to worry about is a part going to come on that you have to like mm-hmm. have this crazy conversation with your kids. Like mm-hmm. that's why I try to like get my kids to watch those type of shows because we can watch them together and I can also leave them in a room to watch it by themselves mm-hmm. if I have to like get out the room. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they only had like what one or two episodes that were controversial like the 90s was very mm-hmm. different yes very different it was because they had to be because like uh you know for one there wasn't a lot of how deep we can touch on things now mm-hmm. they couldn't touch on so much because they had a lot to they wanted to go into another season so you know it was a lot of rules that they had to play by mm-hmm. um in order to you know appease to the the people the behind the scenes the corporate you know but also to be able to touch the audience in uh, a creative way without getting in trouble mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's no yeah. filter nowadays there's no filter. no Ugh. and i so wish it was and it's Ugh. and it's it's the wrong time to have a wrong filter to have to have yes. no filter because everyone is sensitive oh. yes oh <laughs> it's it's annoying i don't even like honestly i don't watch like a I still just, I, I'm stuck on like Hulu and Netflix. So there are, I, I'm just into like doctor shows and cop shows. So mm. it's, it's not much, it's not much on like CBS or ABC mm-hmm. that is going to go too far. So that I stay there or like a 911, like I'm into those shows. Cause I, these shows, it's just too much. You never know. They start off right. And then it's just, it's too much. And then my kids mm. love watching TV with me and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I I don't want to talk about this. Like mm-hmm. he's seven. Why do I have to talk about this? Like, yeah, it's just, it pushes it's me into conversation that I'm very uncomfortable with touching with the seven year old. So mm-hmm. we don't watch those type of shows in my house. Exactly. Especially, especially when they turn into teens, that's like the, yeah, that's, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Most impressionable age is like the teen years and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. um, now moving on, when did the passion mm-hmm. for hairstyle begin? Like when did that start? It's crazy because I, Oh, um, I feel like uh, it was just a gift that I had that I didn't know that I had. So I always did here, like from like, from, I was like 13. So I remember being in, uh, going into high school and doing my friend's hair, like in the lunchroom or in gym 
or, um, you know, after school on my porch, cause my mother wasn't letting people come in the house, um, or doing my family members here. And I remember just mm-hmm. doing it, but like, I grew up, like I said, with a single mom mm-hmm. who struggled. So h- hustle for me came very on. So I just looked at it as a hustle, you know? Um, it was just a way for me to get money. I was too young to work, but, uh, you know, my mom was allowing me to do it. And I was still able to provide for myself and get the things that my mom mm-hmm. would say no to. So I didn't look at it as a passion or a gift. It was just, I'm just making money. But as I, as I pay attention to my early age, I'm like, I always did it, but it just came naturally. I could legit always just look at a style. Nobody didn't have to like teach me, Mm -hmm. especially when you have YouTube or anything back then. (laughs) Um, So no one taught me. I saw, I was self-taught, but I had the gift to, if I look at something, I just know that I can do it. I try and I do it. And Mm -hmm. I'll just try those things out and they always seem to work. Thank God. And it wasn't until like, um, I was graduating high school and I, I thought that I wanted to go to college because, you know, around you, 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 for one, a lot of people didn't go to college and, um, and my family or a lot of my friends, but it was like, okay, I'm gonna try to go to college because I don't know what I want to do. And in my mother's house, you're going to do something you're not going to just be laying around her house. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll try. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to Essex County College in New Jersey for three days. And <laughs> yes, three days. And at this time, I actually was working at a hair salon. And I went there for three days. And I was like, my professor was, remember the dry eye commercial? Mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. the, Yeah, that was one of those was my professors. Now, really? I, at the, yes, so he... I was tired and because I was a mom at 17 mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, I have to have homework. It just didn't dawn on me. College equated to homework and more work. And I, although I did okay in school, I didn't really like it. I just was the type of person. I just do it because I got to do it. And I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't want to have homework and I have a, a, a baby. And I was like, you know what? At the three days, I told my mom, I can't do this anymore. And I, mm-hmm. I dropped out. And I was like, I'm going to just go to culinary school. Like, I'm already doing hair. Let me just go and just get my license. And then I could just work, you know, uh, for real in a salon. Because I was just working in a natural salon. So we didn't, like, she didn't push a license on us. Um, I wasn't doing any chemicals or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it was just very safe. But going to school really pushed me into a new realm of, like, exposure of, what I can do with this license, with this piece of paper that I never imagined. Um, I just thought, you know, you have to work at a salon. I never equated hairstyling to people on TV, get their hair done. You know, people in the movies get their hair done. Who's doing their hair? Hairstylist. It it just never dawned on me. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. until I went into hair school that it was a blessing because it taught me the different areas where you can do hair, like mm-hmm. even being a mortician or like working at it, hair from, from birth to death, people get their hair done. Exactly. And once I learned that, I was like, okay. And it, it, it became so easy. It was the book work that was just annoying because you have to learn the technical mm-hmm. time. <laughs> yeah. But it became a passion of mine to do hair care. So it, it taught me so much about myself and it really shaped me by Mm -hmm. just going to hair school. It started off with a piece of paper, but it, it gave me a niche. So yeah, 
that's where it started from. And then, you know, things just continue to grow. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. definitely. But yeah. So school kind of like it, it solidified that passion. Yes, it definitely did. The passion that I didn't know that I had Mm -hmm. because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer because I I can argue really good. (laughs) I I wanted to be a lawyer like I am a great debater, especially if I know my stuff. Yeah, I'm a great debater like Mm -hmm. to the T. Um, But no, that's not what God says. So, yeah. uh, Did you do anything? Did you do any debate things in, in school? Did you, were you in like a debate? No. Team? So my school didn't have that type of stuff. I seen stuff like that on TV. I wanted to do those type of things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I know that I can win. Like, yeah. The closest thing I, I did was like stolen bees. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that was, that was it. <laughs> and that, that's another thing about going, not to go back to the, to the sitcoms in the nineties, but that's another thing with like these family shows. They had these like, spelling bees and then they had these like debate teams and it was yes it it, it, it was a lot more teaching but yeah that's that's crazy sometimes like jay-z said it's like sometimes everybody has a genius you just got to learn to Mm -hmm. tap into it the right way and that's it you tapped into it the right way you know you said you know what i'm gonna use my i'm gonna use school as like a i'm confused right now with what i want to do let me go to school and figure it out because again you said you were a mom at 15 16 17 17 so, mm-hmm. 17. Yeah. so it's like and i i know a person that had a kid at 11 mm, god bless them so Jeez. i was when uh I, when i when i heard that i was like wait so how did you he was like you know thank wow. god for my parents you know it was like, wow, it was yes. like so it's like so I, I appreciate stuff like that. It's like you made it out and you toughened it yes. out and you're like, you know what? I, I can do this. And and it's also where you're from, you know, New Jersey. And then you have New York City across from you. So the hustle yeah. mentality kicks in. Man, it's something about the up north. Like that hustle is different. Mm-hmm. That tri-state, like that, I would say not tri-state because I don't know too much about like um, Connecticut and stuff. But New York and New Jersey, the hustle is like, I don't know, it's unmatched. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I haven't seen it anywhere else. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm yeah. <clears throat> you can't, you can't, do, you go to LA, it's too slow. You go to, yeah, it's New York is a different, yeah. it's a different beast. You have little, mm-hmm. you have kids, you have kids literally on the train yes. selling candy. Or like yes. A, and then they come out and it's like, they got a bunch of stacks in their pocket. It's like, yeah. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> something, something's wrong here. <laughs> exactly but, you know but it teaches you like that 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 the third world mentality is in new york and i said this the last episode new york is like a third world mentality with money it is man it's like it that. is it's a beast mm-hmm. like one of my cousins uh just moved up here from north carolina and she has a child mm-hmm. and i had to like give her that hard conversation like listen this ain't that like new york is not like north carolina mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to work twice as hard and you're a mom. So, and you're coming up here in the middle of a pandemic. Mm. God bless you. Like, it's a different beast. It can make you or it can break you. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can just go back to North, North Carolina or you can, like, thug it out and, like, learn and, and, and really see where your strength is. Mm-hmm. Like, it really it really brings out who you are. Like, in, in New York and New Jersey, I feel like exactly. it brings out those strengths if you're able to stay with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it teaches you so many different things yeah like you said uh, that you didn't know about yourself that's, yeah it's crazy because I, I went You're to film forced. school i went to film school in new york for okay. acting for acting mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's like an extra therapy in there it's like mm-hmm. 
And then now I have to bring this attitude to the streets. I'm still in character. (laughs) I'm getting out. I'm still in that asshole character. But it's like sometimes it worked in New York. Sometimes it didn't. Yeah. I used to do acting. So I know all about it. Mm -hmm. I used to like I I went through so many phases of like I knew whatever I wanted to do. It was like creatively. Mm -hmm. I loved acting because you can not be yourself. And I I wanted to not be myself, like Mm -hmm. not be where I came from. So like acting kind of took me away from who I was in the present. Mm -hmm. So I I used to do acting and then I did some directing a little bit, but I just did like this small films, like nothing, Mm -hmm. nobody will probably Mm -hmm. ever hear of. (laughs) So, so so you're aware of the films and like filmmaking and all that. Yes. I am aware. Like Mm -hmm. I did, I did, from casting up, like I was a part of all of the process. Like, I, yeah, we shot some stuff. Like when we moved here in 2014, we shot some like small films here. Like I, I did a, a film in my old place. So when I lived in Irvington, just a short film to enter a contest. And I was pregnant at the time with my, uh, oh, with my, uh, my son. And um, oh, it was just crazy. Just you just took me back. I forgot about all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 been like I think four years since I last did my last film. It was like 2019. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. The the most memorable time for me, like in my acting phase, was meeting Robert Townsend and like nice. taking a class with him. And it was just like it was just amazing. Like mm. it. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia just kicked in, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. Uh, well, at one point in your life, you were also homeless, but then you overcame that stuff. Uh, how, mm-hmm. what, how did that help you mold as a person? So I, I'm, I'm a Libra, too. So I'm very mm-hmm. observant. Um, so it, I just I paid attention to a lot. <clears throat> I, I was exposed to a lot, paid attention to a lot. But I thank God for the gift within me. Like it. I learned what not to do. I learned from other people what not to do. Uh, I learned that this was not right. You know, um, you know, this wasn't a cycle that I wanted to continue. And at an early age, and I'm, I'm the oldest. So, you know, your, your oldest child is always your trial and error child. I say, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was the one that went through the struggles. I got the bad end of the stick a lot of times because my mother was just trying out. She didn't know what she was doing with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it definitely created a lot of, uh, it instilled a lot of char- uh, characteristics within me. So I learned early on that I did not want to be like that. I knew that I wanted to be like, uh, I didn't want to, if I had kids, I didn't want them to grow up like this. Um, I just knew that I didn't want to be hungry all the time like this or have to go to the park just to eat. Like it was just mm-hmm. a lot of things or move so much. Like I hate moving. I, we were gypsies. Like I love my mother. She did the best, but I hate moving. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that. I move so much and it's like, you get friends and you're uprooted, you know? And yeah. then, but, but the thing is because we move so much, I know so many people that it has really helped me later on in life. It's mm-hmm. crazy how the negative turns to the positive, yeah, but exactly, you know, yeah. I'm connected, it, I'm connected so many, so many places because of that. But early on, I just, I just was very, I just watched a lot. Mm-hmm. I watched Service. a lot. Yeah. So you're probably yeah. the quiet one in the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and but I'm I'm listening even when you think I'm not listening. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely paying attention, and you know, just yeah, I just mm-hmm. had that gift at an early age mm-hmm. of because like you know it could have went the other way. I could have 
been on drugs. Exactly. I could have been a stripper, no shade to strippers, but that could have been my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I could have grew up in that. That's a very dangerous world. I could have grew up in that world, but I thank God that he blessed me with doing something as, as great as hair to, it's, it's a different type of hustle, but you know, it didn't put me in dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. So, you got to appreciate people like that. You have to, you have to admire mm-hmm. people like that that overcome such, especially in America. Like America's a beast overall. America's Man. a fucking beast. Yeah, it's a. Beast. It's so different. Mm-hmm. It, it is so different. Like traveling the world, it's definitely a beast. It's like wow. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, certain places, a lot of things are very simplistic. Like when I we went to Bali and things like that, and they just look so happy with the little. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. we ain't like that yeah, like, we take shit for granted <laughs> all the time yeah. like that was like my favorite place to go mm-hmm. because of that like i admire that about them like mm-hmm. just the smallest things they, they they working so hard but everybody has a smile like they just yeah mm-hmm. it's great and they keep their head down and they go about their business yes. yeah, they go we, about their business the thing about it is america's so spoiled that it's like yes. we don't get what we usually are used to it's like man it's like relaxing not social media kind of enhanced yeah. that Yep. Mm-hmm. Social media enhanced complaining, which is, yep. it, and it, I it, say uh, it's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a gift for the connection part of, and yep. if, if you want to do something with your life, but it's a yep. curse. It's a curse. If, if you, yeah. if you're not strong, it's a mm-hmm. curse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are not strong because mm-hmm. you out here just being like somebody else, don't know who you are, not taking mm-hmm. the time to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just, it's sad. Mm-hmm. And also you being homeless and having to travel so much, you also learned characters, who to deal with yes. and how to deal. That that's another thing. It's like oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Like who's genuine? Mm-hmm. Who, you know, like who who really got your back? Who who are the people that keep their word? Like mm-hmm. if you if you say you're gonna do something, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm big on my word. Mm-hmm. There's no hand, there's no contracts, it's a handshake. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it's it. A, yep, yep, yep. That's that's another thing that 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 corporate America like messes up with people's minds. It's like it's not in the contract. Well, how about a handshake and a, and a verbal, you know, exactly. contract? Yep. That, that works as well. That's even huh. that 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 should teach you more about like trusting somebody. It's like I trust yep. you more now because there's no paper in between it. It's a handshake. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, like you look at Frank Sinatra and uh, Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Quincy Jones came under Frank Sinatra. But yep. they've never had a contract with each other. That's crazy because I was watching a Janet Jackson, um, the documentary the other mm-hmm. day and I saw Quincy Jones and I was like, I would love to know more about Quincy Jones. And I didn't know that he came up on, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I was just wondering that, like, I wonder how did he get in and how? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, I think Frank Sinatra brought him out at one of the, like, mm-hmm. he kept, he, he kept him in the, in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I think it. Mm. I forgot what. Do, I think he does have a Quincy Jones documentary about himself. But I think I that specific part. I think he does. But that specific okay. part, I think, is on the Motown. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I saw the Motown one, but like strategically about him, about Barry Gordy, them. You know, like how they did the Janet Jackson. Like, I would love to learn about the I think the Barry Gordys and and. You know, I don't, I didn't, I never seen it. If it is, I'm, I'm going to go search. Think, but. Yeah, because that's where I got that from. I was like, I, I was stunned. Okay. I was like, wait, they don't, they didn't have a verbal, con- <laughs> they had a verbal contract. They're not even wow. a verbal contract. They're stuck. You're my homie. I'm your homie. That's it. This is it. I got you. I'm going to ride this thing out. Yeah. yeah. I've known you since the 1950s. It's 1980, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 
we so, together we ride yep. yeah so and especially during those times not to get political but it's like you know yeah those are like so uh, you got to respect people like that like even betty white you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know, people yes, like that you have to because they were ahead of their time yes and then were. god god blessed them with more life mm-hmm. i want you to see what you're talking about in the 1950s you know? crazy crazy but uh, um, um lucid bliss expound a little bit on that brand and how did that come about Oh, Lucid Bliss is my baby. So uh, Lucid Bliss is a, a hair care brand that I started back in 2016. Um, I started because my mom, she was going through hair loss at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. She had got diagnosed with alopecia areata. And um, me, you know, tapping into hair care, like I always was into hair care. But this was the one time that my hair care, you know, uh, techniques and stuff was not working and I felt so bad because I'm like I'm a hairstylist and I can't my mother like it it just made me feel so bad I help all these women I can't help my mom and um just seeing like her going to the the dermatologist getting all these shots nothing was working for like two years and then uh, I sought out to find a chemist you know I swear chemists are like the secret society like (laughs) no seriously they they're not they're not broadcast anywhere there's not like a LinkedIn Mm-hmm. There's not like a, a directory <laughs> there. There is like, yeah, it's crazy. Just crazy. It's crazy. So um, it was very hard, but you know, do me just always asking, does people know, like I'm, I'm good with that. Do anyone know? So I found one. And um, at the time uh, we started working together and um, I knew that I wanted to, at first it was just like, I wanted to have a one product, a, a treatment product mm-hmm. to uh, help. And me, I do my research and stuff. So, I knew that I wanted my particular product to be liquid because liquid actually penetrates uh, inside the follicle. Yes. So I'm like, whatever it is, I wanted to start from the inside out. Like, I don't want it to be topical. Like, you know, as the hair started to grow, I want to attack it from inside. So um, we began to do do that. And I, I got the drops out of that. My liquid growth drops. Uh, it's a hair vitamin they can do mm-hmm. every day. And um, it doesn't, it doesn't, have anything it doesn't mess up if you're on medication any of those things is a strengthening product mm-hmm. um but then after that i say you know what uh, i always learned that everything works well with a, a package so i was like okay we're gonna put more health into the hair we're gonna go into a shampoo conditioner and then we started working on a system and that's legit how it it, it came to be and then um i just added one styling product a, a finishing product was the edge control which is fragrance free. So I try to keep everything very clean and, and natural um, because they always have so much stuff going on with all of these chemicals. You don't know mm-hmm. what, what will react to what. So it's like, I try to keep it as clean and natural as possible, but yeah, that's how lucid bliss was birthed. And um, it was crazy. I didn't know probably about 2018. I think it happened. I became a customer of my own product. Like I had a stress alopecia on both sides of my hair and the front. And that it, it it took me to a different level of like um being a hair care owner because I experienced it. I would you know, I didn't I experienced it differently because my mom, you know, but then I experienced it personally and um had hair loss on myself. So I seen what it did to my confidence and you know how I wasn't it was hard for me to cover it up and mm-hmm. how I didn't want to go anywhere and do anything. And your hair really affects your confidence. It's the first thing that mm-hmm. people see before they even speak to you. Like they walk down the street, they see your hair besides your face, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just know like 
I know on a deeper level, like how women feel when it comes to hair loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah. you know, Crazy using the products, got my hair back. But yeah, I, lo- I lost my hair at 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I started, I started, it started falling around like 16, 17. So this is high school years. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I had a friend of mine who always, and I used to have like these patches and I always try to like cover it up. And it's like, but he, he always looked at it. He was like, I'm gonna call you patches from now on. So that name stuck mm. for a little like patches, patches, patches. And I was like, you know what? I have a round head. So I'm gonna just shave this off. Mm. Just I just like, mm. you know what? forget it. I'm gonna just shave it off. And I just, it, I just, bald i was like so i've been that's bald. bald at 18 yeah at 18 i'm gonna just bald it out forget wow. it because it was it was tough like you said having to cover it up having to yes. the sides and you know i think gel messed up my hair They're using a lot of gel and losing. yeah it's very drying alcohol mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and different shampoos and then when i was a kid i used to rub it with soap we are not supposed to do Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but you yeah, didn't know yeah yeah i didn't know so yeah. i was like you know whatever but then i learned later on you're not supposed to do that and then hair started falling out and i was like all right you know what shave it round head and it works perfect that way it works because mm. sometimes not everybody can can pull off the bald bald head because the- uh, you think yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> nobody you know so it's it's so it's good to see people that are aware of this stuff and actually making products out of it and kind of helping yeah. others you know because it all comes from experience as well which is amazing mm-hmm. yeah even today like i i still research like that's one thing is very fascinating like hair and like natural like going back to like you know just something simple as an onion or garlic yeah, they're here for us to eat, but they have different uh, different properties within them that can exactly. help other things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just find that part very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like like onions, for example, if you jam your if you jam your hand into a door, and I used to do it a lot oh. as a kid, like in the car doors, I used to put mm-hmm. onions around it. Oh, really? I used, to, I used to yeah, I used to wrap it with onion, and I used to just wrap it, and then it, it helps. Yeah. Onion helps with the swelling up. Oh, the inflammation! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Every time, every time, I, every time I jam, I knew the pain was so like I was so used to the pain. I was like, oh, Dang. time to get to the onions. Yeah. Not crying about it. I was like, time to get to the onions. And but your hands wow. stunk. Your hands stunk. Yes, I learned something yeah. new today. Okay. There you go. So yes, if you <laughs> if you ever jam your hand into like a car door or anything, it's onions help. Yeah. Hmm, okay. But um, speaking of research, like, what's something that uh when creating such a product, what's something to look out for, for those that are trying to enter this realm? Uh, like when it comes to a product, mm-hmm. a hair care product, yeah. I feel like what um, helps to helps a lot of people if they knew their hair porosity. So hair porosity is basically your hair's DNA. It tells you how your hair will um, absorb moisture, you know, how your hair is to basically act when a certain product is used in it. So if they know their hair porosity, it helps them with the type of products that they should use with the type of oils, because that's one thing. I mean, I see it changing a lot now, but the education needs to be a lot more where um, customers don't know, like, oh, they see it worked on someone else. Oh, I think it'll work on me. But then they use it and the hair is hard. And yeah. it's because of your hair porosity. Your pro- a lot of people may be protein sensitive, you know, mm-hmm. so they can't use protein treatments. It's gonna dry their hair out even more. So I just feel like once you learn your hair porosity, uh, I mean, I have all this information on my website, mylucidless.com. But if you go up there, we teach you how to do a hair porosity test. It's a simple water test. From that, we teach you based off of what 
you got from your test, whatever result you got, then you'll know, okay, I'm low porosity. These are the type of oils I should look for in products, or these are the type of creams I should use. Oh, I should use a hair milk. So it kind of helps you with the guideline on what type of products are best for your hair porosity. It's not the hair texture, has nothing to do with texture. Porosity is different. So yeah. You can't just, you can't just go on a store and be like, oh, hair loss product, here you and, go. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people do and then yeah. end up having more damage done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like when people like, because apparently like Indian oils help, like mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of Indian oils. So my mom has, like, she works at the airport, so she works for Qatar Airlines. So mm-hmm. she meets a lot of like Middle Easterns and Persians and all that stuff. So then she has this one Indian friend who like has this oil for hair and I try, mm-hmm. and I try to use it. Nothing happens. And it's like, mm-hmm. now, now yeah. you explain, now you explaining this. It makes more sense. It's like, okay. Yeah. Not, okay. So the, because it was probably the type of oil that wasn't mm-hmm. good. For, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it worked on my mom. It didn't work on me. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah see? Cause <laughs> see, she thought, oh, if it works on me, like you said, if it works and on that's me, that's what gotta... a lot of people think because mm-hmm. that's what marketing does. Marketing doesn't overall Marketing yeah. doesn't tap on the strategic type of person because if they can do it overall, they can just get more sales. Mm-hmm. They might not get longevity sales because it's not going to work for everyone. But mm-hmm. if you get strategic marketing, then you know these are the type of people that are going to buy this and you have mm-hmm. long-time customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, outside of uh, what you do, what are some hobbies you like to do? Oh, I love just... Um, hanging out with my girlfriends because we're all very busy. Mm -hmm. So we don't get to like, we voice note a lot in a group chat, but we don't get to see each other face and like really like have those long drawn kind of conversations. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. we're always in between, you know, what we're doing, but I, for the most part, I really love like, um, I'm a homebody, but I love like hanging out. Like it's okay. Especially in the winter time. I don't really like going out in the winter time. Like I love going to my girlfriend's houses because I don't feel like getting dressed. I don't feel like doing none of that. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, I just like uh, hanging out uh, with the people I love, the people I love. Uh, even like with my kids, like when we're just home watching movies, just playing games, like I love quality time. Mm-hmm. That's for me, that's yeah. super important. It's like cozy quality time. Yeah, because right now life is just moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I get to appreciate what I have a lot more when I just take that time out just to not do anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's for me, that's it. And I love eating. I'm such a foodie. I, <laughs> I call myself Fat Girl Slim because <laughs> I love food. I'm like on Instagram all the time looking at recipes. And then my son, he's 15 the one that's like gives me the headache, mm. but I know he's going to be great because he's the most challenging one. He, uh, he wants to be a chef. So like, mm. he's my partner in crime. So it's like, we both find uh, recipes or he'd be like, mama cook this tonight. And he tries out something. Yeah. So I'm such a foodie. That's crazy. That's, so yeah. one day you might have a restaurant. Yeah. That's the, that's what he wants. He wants yeah. a restaurant, you know? Yeah. It's, so, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's restaurants are good to have, man. Like, especially if you have that passion for cooking, like, yes. that's like a dream come true. You know? Yeah. Because look, I know if something is good, I'm going to travel for good food. Yeah. I don't care if I get a taste for it. Oh, I'm going there. Like mm-hmm. people travel for good food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Like <laughs> when I, when I, when I used to travel with my parents a lot in Europe, it was mm-hmm. like food, 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 food. It's like, can we stop eating? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I need to stop eating. Like I'm from Europe. Like I know Europe. I'm Albanian. I know Europe. Yeah, like, uh-huh. I, 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 mm-hmm. Can we stop restaurant? It's like every three hours because over there food is not processed. 
So you could oh, yeah. eat, you could yep. eat all day long without all day long. Feeling. And then they don't give big portions over there, nope. right? I've nope. never been, but I heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. They don't they don't so get I will big. probably eat all day. Yeah, oh, it's gosh. like it's like here in America, it's like one or two plates. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Here's your here's your main dish, here's your side dish. Over there, it's like little side dishes here and there. Like if you're mm-hmm. doing like it's like seven plates, eight plates. Wow. All just I would you. love that. Like yeah. that makes me so happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially like I think it, it I think Spain or Italy was the one that I was like so more like food, 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 food. Like I okay. loved like Madrid was like that. Madrid gave you that home body. Okay. Because it's like it's, it's like that old school culture, the old school buildings. Like that's where I want to retire. The food, oh, okay. is, the food is part of it too. Oh yes, I want to go mm. anywhere the food is. That's why when I travel, I travel for food. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Honestly, I like I loved Bali. Speaking on that, but mm. I ain't like the food. Mm. I want to go back, but the food holds me back because we were there for like seven days, but I ate a lot of truffle fries and chicken. That's it. It was no good dishes Mm. that I found. I mean, we went to a cooking school. Those dishes were good that we made, but outside of that, I couldn't, couldn't find any like super great food. Yeah. We went to restaurants and everything, but nothing that was like, Oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you have to try it out. Like you have to go to Europe and like see like, but uh, the the thing about it is you have to know somebody that lives there. So they don't take you to the touristy parts, but they take you to the actual... I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to go there. I want to yeah. really go to like the good spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, yeah. now if your life had a soundtrack, which five tracks would you pick? Oh, wow. Um. Okay. <laughs> so let me see. Oh, so my favorite song down list to now is called um, I'm Blessed. It's by Charlie Wilson. That's nice. like my first, like I, I listen to that all the time because like I like to do affirmations so that helps me. Um, let me see. Uh, um, can't knock the hustle, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Yes, can't knock the hustle. Uh, let me see. What else? Oh, uh, share my world, Mary J. Blige. Nice. Okay. Yes, share my world, Mary J. Blige. Um, I'm listening to a lot of, of Christian stuff lately. So I would say, uh, oh, okay, by Kirk Franklin, and then blessings. Um, I forgot the name of the person who sang it, but okay, yeah, okay, by Kirk Franklin, and then blessings. That would be like that was five. Yeah, five. Yeah, I think. Was yeah, that was five. five. five yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. I, like I'm just listening to like the headspace that I'm in right now. It's like mm-hmm. I'm just listening to like a lot of like my gospel music right now. Because like with everything that's going on, it's like I need to be uplifted. I can't be listening mm-hmm. to like no rap and all that right now. <sighs> it's just too much going on with all these suicide. It's just I just need to like be in a certain headspace. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think your top five is very uplifting. It's very uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need it. You need it, especially now with the pandemic and all that what? suicide. Like you said, all yeah. It's it's yeah, and even my uh, uh, Regina King. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. her son Ian. That was like, yeah, very tragic. Mm, yes, very yeah, tragic yeah. and surprising. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's uh, that's lighten the mood up a little bit. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you're known for your work on uh, Star's hit series Power, Book Three, uh, Raising Canaan. Uh, love that show. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing I love about it is, is, is the style of it, the '80s, the '90s style of it. But 
you style Patina Miller's hair. How much? Yeah, so that's raising. So that's raising Canaan. Raising Canaan. Yep, yep. Yeah, that one. Yeah. How much? So, how much of nostalgia is it to walk in that set? Yo, when I say, I say all the time. That's my favorite set. Like that is my favorite set. Like because like it's so much culture. Like mm-hmm. just it just brings you back and it, it it makes you feel like you know like you're going home. Um, just to see the outfits and just to see like uh the jewelry and like how they stage it, like, you know, just how I love that set. That's like my favorite, my favorite set. And the people on the set, like are my favorite, like, uh, it's amazing working here. That's like my favorite place to work. Honestly. (laughs) She has no words. She's like, I have no words. (laughs) I don't like only great words because it's, and, um, I worked on, um, uh, power book two, uh, ghost, Mm -hmm. but, this one was different. Like that, that era. Yeah. That era. I've learned, I learned so much from that era. So it was just great to like actually be around it a lot, a little more just to take you back to a lot of things. Like it was great. Mm-hmm. It I was great. How, how many, yeah. like, is it like the seven day a week thing or is it like, so I was second key. So I don't go every day. Okay. That's I love being second key. Um <laughs> because uh for me, I I do love being on set, but um I'm not good with routine and I, I like to switch it up. Like I like to travel to my clients and work from my salon and go on set. Like I love the different variations of work because mm-hmm. it keeps me uh keeps my wheels turning, being creative and stuff. I feel like if I'm just set in one place all the time. It just doesn't do anything for me personally. Um, But uh, I'm not there every day. Um, There's, I didn't even, so right now they're on season two. I didn't even go on set uh, yet for season two, but I created the wigs for season one and season Mm. two. So um, yeah, I created the styles that you guys see on Patina Miller, but I don't, um, I don't go on, but I was going on for season one, but I'm on right now. I'm on power book three. So now every time I look at Patina Miller, I'm going to be like, I know who did her hair. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh. It was amazing. And for me, because I'm I'm born in 83. So for me, Mm, that was like before my time. And like, I was a little girl, Mm -hmm. but growing up, I still remember those styles, those iconic hairstyles. So it it made me feel good that I was able to contribute in some type of way to those eras. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was an honor for me to be able to make them and and just be creative because, Mm -hmm. you know, those are styles that we're not doing now, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it just gave me more of a connection. The, the, the set looks really, really fun from like when I see in the behind the scenes and it's just like, it, it looks very fun. It's like, very fun. Yeah. They're all very fun and very nice. They just mm-hmm. so cool. Like, yeah. yeah. And especially, especially like, I love seeing like period pieces, but the behind the scenes of it. Yes. Like mm-hmm. it's just, there's a certain, especially like the eighties and nineties. Cause that's the era that we grew up in. You know, that's, that's yeah. like, you know, that's, that's like, the Fila era, the, the, all of that jazz. It's, it's, so that must be great. That must be like, do you all, do you like go home sometimes? Like, you know what, let me pop some like nineties music just because I was just on set. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Most definitely. Cause it it puts you in the mindset. Mm -hmm. Like you get stuck there. Like you forget that we're in 2022. You get what I'm saying? Like it it just feels so natural and it's such a, a good show that, yeah. You, you yeah. really, that, because you got to see, like, they're walking around with these outfits on and it's like, yo, this is crazy. crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. that's why, that's what I love about film, like how creative 
they're able mm-hmm. to get with certain things and really grab you and, and, and trap you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The, and the camera tricks, like you think the, 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 the yes. way the camera tricks the scenes is like, it's very yes. different from theater. It's very like yes, theater is very, very different. Very like you can't cheat on theater. But yes. Oh, no, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot cheat on theater. You have to have your yeah. body towards the audience. You have to yes, have the posture. The vocals have to be up. Yeah. So the be mm-hmm. you can't just be in a film. It's like you can be side. Like they can see your profile in the film, but on, on mm-hmm. theater, you have to have your body open. Yep. And definitely. You, you got to worry about blocking. Like it's blocking in film is very different from blocking in theater. Oh yes, that's why. Like even for, uh, with Patina, that's why I love her so much. Like she came from theater. Mm-hmm. so like yeah her range is so that's why like she plays rock so well like her mm-hmm. range is amazing yeah yeah even and the she's vocals. so different from rock she's so sweet mm-hmm. <laughs> even the vocals change like that new york yeah it just i fell in love yep. with that character i was like yo she's gangster the beast yes beast, you motherfucker i was like the way she says it, it's like oh my gosh yeah uh-huh. it's yeah. my favorite it's my favorite power Yeah, yeah, I I would have to say that one is too, and then after that, and then it's the original for me. But yeah, that's that's my favorite. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, crazy. Now, one of your favorite people to work with, you mentioned her before, is Regina King. Expound a little bit on that. Oh, Regina, I don't know what I cannot say about her, but I love her. She is that's my big sis, Mm -hmm. like hands down. I love working with her. it's so many jewels that's dropped whenever like um, we meet up or, you know, like, cause even after we work, we hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I just love how real she is. Like she, when I say like, it's amazing to be able to meet like your celebrity crush and them to really be how they are for you to dream them to be. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even more. And mm-hmm. like, that's, that's how she is times 10. Like, super compa- compassionate like we've cried together it's girl ugh, i'm like girl i'm talking yeah. to my girlfriend but uh yeah like <laughs> she yeah she's that's big sis for me like mm-hmm. and she knows it like and i know how much she loved me mm-hmm. like yeah you could yeah, tell she, there's, there's still genuine like because you you gotta remember she started in 227 on the team yes 227 yes yeah, i remember yeah because easy I remember watching. Yeah, exactly. I remember watching that and I was like, yo, Regina King is still out here at it. And she's still like, killing it. And, and it's like, she's still like an intern almost like she's, she mm-hmm. hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like business is business, but this is how I am in real life. And you're going to mm-hmm. love it. You're, you're not going to hate it. You're going to love me, sweetheart. That's, yep. <laughs> that's the, so I, respect, respect to Regina, respect to Regina. Yes. Respect to Regina. Like, oh, man, she hands down one of the, the, most genuine genuine people that I've ever met. Like mm-hmm. super yeah. down to earth, even from day one. Just mad, cool. Like, yeah. Oh, I was sold on on her on the role in, in Ray. That's oh my god. That's where I was like, yes. She broke yes. a barrier there. I think that was her breaking point as an actress. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was it, for me at least, personally. I don't know. Just I, because you know, I watched her on Friday. You watching these like comedy shows, the comedy movies, and it's like, here's this role, and it's like, yo, where did that come from? Yeah, it was crazy. Even watching that Janet Jackson um the uh, the documentary, and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. 
about poetic justice and mm-hmm. like yeah it was just like oh my god it's, yeah all of that jazz um now ha- having done hair for so many celebs you know like snoop dogg jason derulo latasha scott from escape and plus many more what, mm-hmm. what's your favorite part of all this creating it, it's like them t- trusting me like i always get so excited because there's so many hairstyles out here for them to trust little old me. And I'm like, that's, that's like my, that's always like my favorite part that like just going in and being able to create and just do me. And a lot of time have free reign. Like if I come with a style, like, Oh, I was thinking of doing this and them legit just being like, Oh, all right, cool. Them trusting me. Like that's huge for me. Like that's always like, that's, that's better than, um, you know, actually doing the hair for me. That's my favorite part. Just knowing that I have this person's trust because they're going into the public eye and then it creates a lot of pressure because it's like, dang, if I mess up, that that could be a bad thing for me. So mm-hmm. just for them to, to be able to trust me, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And then you have like people like Snoop Dogg, which I mean, Snoop Dogg seems like a pretty easygoing guy. Oh, my gosh. Snoop, oh. Uh, he was mad cool. He gave me a nickname, T-Mac. <laughs> nice, he gave nice. yeah he gave it. So I, I've been nicknamed by Snoop Dogg, so that was like dope. That was cool, yeah. So, 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 so it's T Mac and K Mac, pretty much. Yeah, T Mac and K Mac. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's like a TV show almost. Uh huh. Yeah, so, but he was like super, super cool. Like mm-hmm. super cool. You know, yeah. with Snoop, I'm, I'm asthmatic king. No, but I was in there like dying because you know it was the room was filled with smoke. So I was just like, ugh. you know, I knew what I was going into. Yeah, exactly. So, but I was like, yeah, I was just like, dang, you really be smoking like this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure you got contact high at some point. Um, I know I got contact high. There's no <laughs> doubt. Like I was right up close and personal. Yeah. Crazy. You gotta love the sets that are like super chill. And uh, yeah, you gotta love them. And that's what yes. And it makes yeah. the workflow easier. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. working with an easy flow, easy people. Like I've had some clients that I've just, just like, bro what are you doing like you can't you can't come here like looking like that like i've had clients that have come to the photo shoots high as hell and mm-hmm. bro you look terrible in these photos how am i gonna publish you like, <laughs> i never think about that when it comes to like photo shoots like yeah, yeah that's crazy you like how, how, how am i gonna explain this to your pr team that's like, crazy like i have to answer this not you buddy like mm-hmm. so it's like and then sometimes it's like when I've had that argument. I was like, we're not going to put him on the magazine. Why? Because he looks terrible. I'm oh, not, wow. He looks terrible. And they're like, oh, well, duh, duh, I can't, you know, I can't speak on who the artist was, but it was just like, yeah, terrible. of course. And I had another person who was just the same thing. She walked in, she looked at this clothes and she's like, I'm not wearing that. I'm not wearing that. And then me and her manager were talking about like changing the way she looks, her look and her style, the way she approaches social media. She's like, I'm not wearing uh-huh. that. And then I'm not wearing it. He's like, okay. Wow. You, you walked into the room all rude. And da-da. first of all, you didn't yeah. say hi. You walked into the apartment and you were like, where's the bathroom? It's like, oh, wow. Right over there. And then she came out and she was looking at the outfit. Like, no, no. And now, mind you, the stylist spent a lot of time on this. Wow. So it's you know, crazy. That's crazy. Cause yeah, I had yeah. a similar situation, but on the flip side, it was a stylist. And he came probably about an hour and a half late. Mm. They changed the set at the last minute and they had us in this tight apartment and the clothes was never like the look. Okay. So the mood board and what was there was totally different. 
So it was, it was crazy. And I just, yeah, that needless to say, those pictures didn't get published. Cause like the artist was like, nah, I, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, but when the, but when the stylist walked in, he didn't even apologize or nothing for being late. Cause we had no direction. Like we had the move board, but I'm like, well, what do we start with first? And all that good stuff. He just came in like, Oh my God. Uh, uh, I'll be with y'all in a minute. Like just very like, you know, not apologetic, you know, it was crazy. So from there, yeah, the whole, um, aura was off. Like the vibe was yeah, like, killed. and it's, 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 I hate that. It's feel, and then you, you're and I, especially when you're coming out of pocket to pay the stylist, to pay, yeah. the, per, to pay the person that's your, the, the, that has the apartment to, that's letting you use it. Mm-hmm. It was a t- that that day was terrible, man. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm gonna give you the money just because you came out here and you yeah. brought your clothes, and I'm gonna do that. But yeah, no. so yeah. It, it's a blessing to work with people like Snoop. I'm pretty sure it is a blessing. <laughs> it's an honor to be able to just to know that I've been in rooms with like legends. I'm like, I'm just a young girl from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, I really, I'm really blessed to be able to speak to these people, you know, just to listen. Like me, I like to like listen and, you know, I love when jewels is dropped. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm very like just quiet and just, just listening for what the word Observing is. Observing the room, yep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it just be amazing. But my favorite was Angela Bassett. That, oh my gosh, me and her, nice. I fanned out. Like I literally cried and I, I didn't even know I was going to do that. It just happened so quick. And she was hugging me and that made it even worse. Like, what the heck? That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it was at Black Girls Rock. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay. the energy, that was when she made that like iconic um, speech during Black Girls Rock. I was mm-hmm. there, I was behind stage. It was like, that's actually the day that Regina King thanked me in her speech. Crazy. Really? I got to go back crazy. to that. Crazy. Yeah, she said she thanked me in her speech. I was crying backstage. I was like, because she was going over her speech with us. She ain't say that part. And then uh, when she got up there, she thanked me and the makeup artist. Me and, me and the makeup artist were really cool. Um, and she thanked us, me and Aslan. And we looked at each other. She said we were people that inspired her. Mm-hmm. That was huge for me. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never yeah. know, man. You never know. Sometimes the biggest person in a room is inspired by the little one without them telling. Man, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, that's that's a blessing. Like, man, crazy. Hey, but you know, you worked for it. You know, you, yeah. you didn't get here just by sitting around. You worked for it. You had to move maneuver it yeah. which is that's another level of respect it's you got to respect women nowadays like they're, they're about it nowadays they're not just gonna hide behind a man and be like mm-hmm. they're about it which i appreciate that mm-hmm. yeah. uh, now towards the end of the podcast i have these 10 rapid questions i got from the inside the actor studios hosted by okay. james lipton um and the first question is what is your favorite word favorite word mm-hmm. intentional what is your least favorite word? <sighs> My least favorite word. Hate. Mm-hmm. That's what, my least favorite word. What turns you on in life? <sighs> Great conversation. Mm-hmm. What turns you off in life? 
Um, a person that makes excuses. Yeah, it's a lot of those nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, my son's laughter, like my kid's laughter, I would say. Mm-hmm. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, when crying over like a, a young black men, like just seeing the families crying mm-hmm. when they're, you know, I, I, I hate to see it. Like that hurts me so, so much. So, so pain pretty much. Yeah. Pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? And I think you mentioned this before. I think it would be culinary, honestly. Mm, okay. I think it would be cooking. I, everybody, so I, my house, everybody said my house is like big mom house. <laughs> so I always host events, but I love to cook. And mm-hmm. um, if I was like to retire, I would love to like take some culinary classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so house parties are probably lit. Oh, house parties are always lit. Game nights, always lit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what profession other than your own would you not like to do? Hmm. Would I not like to do? Well, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Oh, I wouldn't want to be a teacher. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah, I would not. That's a hard job and it's not paid. They underpaid. Mm-hmm. Very underpaid, which is shame. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Yes. Yep. Um, and the last one is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Daughter, you are welcome. Like, come on in, Tiff. Like, I would love for him to tell me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> any last yeah, words you like to any last words you like to give to the people? Any shout-outs and where can they follow you on the social? Uh so I just want to thank you for having me on here. This is thank like you. amazing. This is very fun. Appreciate um it. shout out to my husband K Mac for uh yes. just you know always pushing and supporting me. He's like the behind the scenes like you know person <laughs> he's mm-hmm. my behind the scenes fake manager mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i would what i would say is like don't ever like look at your circumstances and thinking that that's the end mm-hmm. there's always more mm-hmm. that would be like my word and um you can find me at touched underscore by underscore tiff and my hair care brand is at my lucid bliss on all platforms mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. shout out to k mac for making this interview happen uh you know yes it, like he said like he said he's like your behind the scenes manager because like he hit me up randomly he was like yo uh, i need to talk to you i'm like you talk to me what i do <laughs> it was like <laughs> uh oh da, 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 da. And so it's it's good to see that 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 support system you have it's great yeah he definitely so. keeps my names and keep my name in rooms that mm-hmm. i'm not president so mm-hmm. I appreciate Great. that. Shout out to K-Mac. And uh, all right, guys, this is another episode of Intuitive Minds Podcast. Peace. Peace.